1: Greetings in the name of the Lord. Bishop James E. Collins, Senior Pastor of Eagle Heights Cathedral in Revere, Massachusetts, believes the Word of God is life to all who hear and receive it. Today, as you receive God's Word, know that not only are you receiving life, but your life will never be the same. For God's Word does not return void. It prospers in the thing for which he sends it. And he sends his word to change our lives. This is your day for a life change. Now please join us for today's message.
0: She said when those planes crashed into the towers in the Pentagon, God was in control and God is in control right now. I know that he has a great plan for me, she said. I can trust him because God is in control. The reason I share that story with you today is that I want you to understand that the peace that Lisa has, it is not selective for a a certain number of people, but it is a peace that we all can have. Let me first of all give you some basic truths concerning peace. The first truth is this, peace is a promise. If you are a born again Christian and you know who Jesus is, there is a promise of peace that is yours. Matthew ten thirty four, Jesus said do not think that I am come to bring peace on earth I did not come to bring peace, but a sword yet over in John 14 27. He says peace I leave with you my peace. I give to you not as the world gives do I give it to you Let not your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful Now when I read those two passages of scripture, it seems like Jesus is contradicting himself But watch this he said in one breath. I did not come to bring peace Then he turns right around a few chapters later and he says peace. I leave with you peace. I give to you What he was telling his disciples is this in matthew 10 He wants them to know I didn't come to bring peace as the world thinks of peace. I didn't come to take sides I came to take over And what he was saying was this What I came to do is to cause people to realize that you've got to make a decision. you got to decide what side you're on. Either you are on the Lord's side or on the enemy's side. And then he said in verse 35, For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against their mother, and a man's daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be members of his own household. He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. What Jesus was saying was this, church. In some families, there's not going to be any peace. The reason there's not going to be peace is because there's going to be some serious uproars because there are some people who are going to have to decide, are you going to live a life of compromise just to get along with your family and your friends? Or are you going to step into a place where that no matter what the cost, where friendship with Jesus is more important than any other relationship? On the other side in John 14, 27, he wants you to know today. He wants you to know that for those who truly follow him, you can have peace. I'm talking about a peace that remains in spite of what you're going through, in spite of what you're dealing with right now. It is a peace that is not governed by the conditions of the world at this time. It is a peace that the world didn't give you. Therefore, the world cannot take it away. And listen, the reason Jesus could say that he, this is because he is our peace. Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The key word is Prince. Prince literally means in the Hebrew, sar. It means that he is the head. He is the captain. He is the master. He is the perfecter of peace. And in him, you can have perfect peace. The second thing I want to tell you is this. Peace can only come from the Father through Jesus Christ. Let me get this straight with you right now. There is no other way to have peace but that it comes through the name of Jesus. Second Thessalonians 316 says, now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. Did you hear the prayer of the Apostle Paul? He says, may the Lord of peace himself grant you peace in every circumstance. Let me talk to all of us for a moment. Because you see in all of us, there is this tendency to have peace in certain situations and at certain times. Here's what I mean. What may strike fear in your heart may not strike fear in someone else's heart and the opposite as well. But what I want you to know is that what I am striving after is to have the spirit of God so dwelling in me that I allow him to grant me peace continually in every circumstance. And the problem in being at that place is that sometimes we look for peace in the wrong places. Sometimes we look for peace through the wrong sources. And I believe, believe this with all my heart, that God uses many, many, many people to meet our needs. But let me tell you what I know. That kind of peace that God wants us to give us, it cannot be found in another place. It cannot be found in another source, nor in any other avenue except the name of Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Because what I'm talking about is this, number three. Peace from God transcends human understanding. Philippians 4 and 7 and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What I'm talking about is something that transcends your ability to be able to understand it with your finite mind what I'm talking about is a peace that is something that blows other people's minds because they can see what you're going through and they yet can't comprehend why it seems that you're losing but you're not losing your mind what I'm talking about is a peace that God gives that the devil cannot steal and the world cannot take away what I'm talking about is a peace that not only listen supersedes comprehension of humanity but a peace that is beyond the touch and the reach of the devil a peace that will cause you to not only hold on to your sanity but a peace that will comfort you in hard times i'm talking about a peace that increases your faith i'm talking about a peace that will change your life let me make a confession today galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the spirit and if there has ever been one that i have struggled with it is this one That fruit of the spirit called peace. Please get this in your spirit the whole gist of Galatians 5 is for you not to just get saved and to go to heaven but for you to grow up as a Christian now don't miss this and get it in your spirit I want you to understand this morning that God is more interested in what you are becoming than he is what you are going through because he says if I can mature you if I can grow you up you can make it through anything and listen to this preacher God will give you a test and certain area of your life, and listen to me very closely, he will keep giving it to you until you pass. Because I've said it before and I say it again, he is not a C and a D God. He is not a B God. He is not even an A God. God is an A plus God. God wants you to get to the place where no matter what you're going through, you are overcome by a peace. Listen now, some of my trials, some of your trials, they may have been the devil, but let me tell you, even when it was the devil, God was in it because what God was seeking to do and he's trying to do in all of us this very hour in which we are in today is to bring us to a place when it comes to peace and faith and trust in God. Where we can truly say like the psalmist said in Psalm 4 and 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep for you, Lord, only make me dwell in safety. He is the Prince of Peace the Perfector of peace. Watch this now. Faith and peace are twins. You can't have one without the other. You will never truly walk in faith without peace and you will never truly have peace without faith. Now hear me. To teach on faith is one thing, but to walk by faith is another thing. Just north of here in another state years ago, A great faith teacher finished his evening message on faith and he was always teaching on faith. That night he walked off of his platform, he went to his office, he put on his trench coat, he jumped in his car and he drove home. He walked past his wife who for some reason did not attend the service that night. They never spoke one word. He went right into the den. He sat down at his desk. He looked over the medical bills that had risen to thousands upon thousands of dollars. He thought to himself and then he wrote a note on paper. He wrote, after all this and my baby girl still died. Then his wife heard the terrible bang that still haunts her ears to this day. She ran into that den and there he lay in a pool of blood from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. Here's what I want to tell you today, church. In the midst of all his faith teaching, somehow it eluded him that there is a promise of a certainty in the midst of the darkness of tribulation. He lost sight of the eternal because his vision was blurred by the temporal. Somehow he lost the ability to believe and the resolve that weeping may endure for a night but joy will surely come in the morning and please don't think that i'm judging this man neither am i pointing a finger and saying that he was a weak man for i will confess to you today that i too have had my battles with faith versus feelings what i am doing is very simply pointing out the fact that each of us we can have all the necessary knowledge concerning the word of God and faith. But if we are building on everything except for the foundation name, Jesus, believe me when I tell you when those foundations crumble and they will, we will crumble with them. I want you to ask yourself today. We've all got to ask ourselves over and over. Is my hope built on nothing less? than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Because I've come to tell you this day, all other ground is sinking sand. And I've also come to tell you that there is a peace that you can have that transcends human understanding, that can transcend the pain that hits our humanity, that will cause us to rise triumphantly, even in the midst of sorrow and pain. Now I grew up in the old church and I love these new songs. I love them. We sing a lot of good songs in this church but let me tell you something. We don't sing the old hymns of the church much anymore in the body of Christ. And because of that I fear that we have lost something in the body of Christ. And it is a genuine sense of the nearness of God. And there is a hymn that I love dearly. Listen to it. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul just a little more though satan should buffet though trials should come less bliss assurance control that christ hath regarded my healthless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul here it comes it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul it's a beautiful hymn. It's powerful. But do you understand the circumstances under which it was written? Horatio G. Spafford was a successful businessman. He sent his family ahead to Europe on a ship for vacation. His plan was to join them later after handling some late minute business. While they were on the ship, the ship caught fire and it sank. He lost his whole family, and when he received the cable that his family was gone, he went across the sea himself. When the captain reached the approximate place where the ship went down in the sea, where his family went to their watery graves, he had the captain stop. He took out a pen and a piece of paper, and as he was standing over the place of their burial, he wrote these words, It is well, it is well. With my soul Listen to me church You don't get that kind of peace from the world You don't get that kind of peace In a counseling session You don't get that kind of peace At the bottom of a liquor bottle Thinking that somehow you can drown your sorrows You don't get that kind of peace From a drug induced blackout You don't get that kind of peace From simply preaching on faith And you don't get that kind of peace By simply hearing sermons on faith And peace you can only get that peace through Jesus Christ. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I'm going to come back to that in a few minutes in closing, but you need to get it in your spirit. There is a peace that transcends the ability of the human mind to comprehend. Number four. Peace is Can be multiplied. This is my favorite. I love this one. John 6.33 says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. I want you to know. Let me help you today. I want you to know that you do not have a need in your life. That God has not already provided for it. Matter of fact, let me really shake the ship up a little bit. I want you to understand that you don't even have a need in your life, period. Let me tell you why. What you actually have is a privilege and an opportunity to totally put your faith and your trust in God. All you got to do to get your needs met is to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And whatever you need will be added unto you. I want you to understand again today, God has already made provision for your need. If you will just continually to seek the kingdom of Heaven and his righteousness, but I want you to know this is even more important that your God is not simply a God of addition, your God is a God of multiplication, and peace is one of those things that can be multiplied in your life. Now, I find first Peter 1 and 2 and second Peter 1 and 2 quite intriguing. Peter says, in both places, he starts it out like this Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied now listen church in the original text there is a comma between peace and multiplied the implication is that it's not just being said it's that it is being spoken as a word of faith over the hearers now watch this the word peace in the greek literally means rest It denotes a state of untroubled, undisturbed well-being. Not controlled by your feelings, not controlled by your circumstances or your situations. Watch this now. You are untroubled, though trouble is all around you. You are undisturbed, even though disturbance is at an all-time high. It is well with your soul, even when things aren't going well. That's what it means to have peace and to have that peace multiplied. Watch this now. Please write this down. This peace is an abnormal peace. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 8 who listen to this but we have this treasure in earthen vessels the Greek phraseology for earthen vessels means clay pots a clay pot is shaped by a hand the Bible says that we have been shaped and we have been molded by God what that says is this physical body is holding something your body is not just something that has life in it. Your body is a container. It is holding on to a treasure. The Holy Spirit of God. Why is the treasure on the inside of you? Read on. That the excellency, which means the unfailing faithfulness of God. That the excellency of the unfailing power of God may be of God and not of us. There's a spirit on the inside of you that when God brings you through, the world will say you can't brag about about it Because it wasn't you that brought you through, but the spirit that resides on the inside of you. It is he that brought you through. Listen to what he says. We have this treasure in clay pots. For don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Can you not discern that place where his presence and his power resides? And because he has taken up residence in you, guess what you get to claim? You get to claim 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 9 because it applies to you. Listen to what it says. We are troubled on every side, but not distressed. We are perplexed, wondering why we've got to go through this, but not in despair. Watch now. We are even persecuted, but we know that we're not forsaken. We are cast down. We're going through some serious stuff, but we are not destroyed. Why are we not destroyed, Paul? Why are we not disturbed? It is because of we've got this powerful treasure, the Holy Ghost of the living God on the inside of us. And he that is in us, he will not fail us. And because he will not fail us, we've got this abnormal peace a supernatural peace. We've got a multiplied peace and all who desire and believe it and receive it, you can have it. My question to you is how bad do you want it? And so let me give you one point today on obtaining and maintaining the promise of peace. Before we go there, Romans 14 and 19 says this, let us therefore pursue the things that make for peace. Now watch this, church. Peace is free, but like faith, it must be pursued. Paul says if you want peace, then start chasing after the things that produce peace in your life, things that give peace in spite of what you're going through. And I'm going to say it one more time until we get it. I don't care what you say you want. The proof is in the pursuit. Let me talk to you. Because we pastors hear stuff like this all the time. Well, we want a healthy marriage, but you don't want to do what it takes to have one. I want a stronger relationship with the Lord. No, you don't, because if you did, you wouldn't attend church once every three months. Because you would understand that there is strength when we gather together. We draw strength from one another. Well, I want to be radically generous. Well, no, you don't. Because if you did, you do the first things first. You would bring God his tithe and your offering. Say this with me. The proof is in the pursuit. Listen to me, church. It is possible to have the peace that will uphold you no matter your situation you find yourself in. But if you're going to have it, you're going to have to pursue it. I love this little article that I found. It says this. People want the Red Sea parted. They just don't want to stand in front of it. They want the wall of Jericho to fall. They just don't want to march around it seven times. We want Nehemiah wall rebuilt. We just don't want to be the ones who are responsible for it being rebuilt. We want miracles. We just don't want to be in the position to need a miracle. And you and I can have supernatural peace. But the question is, how bad do you want it? Oh, God help us. For the proof is in the pursuit. One point on how to have supernatural peace. Number one, peace comes through trusting God to be your source. Now, when I talk about God being your source, I'm not going where most of the church goes. The first thing we go to is money. Listen to me. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about everything. The very source of your life. Listen to me now. You don't own anything. The house you live in does not belong to you the car you drove here in it does not belong to you the clothes on your body do not belong to you, the shoes on your feet do not belong to you, listen to me, there is nothing that you possess that belongs to you and you say hold on a second brother bishop, I worked for this stuff I worked hard and this stuff that I worked hard to get, it belongs to me, well I beg to differ because the Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18, it says don't you ever forget that it's God who gives you the power to get wealth in fact it says it like this and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power to get wealth you don't own anything ron walter said this the word remember is vital in that it comes from the hebrew word zakar meaning to burn it in or to brand it in How many of you understand that a brand that is burned into a cow is to remind everybody and the cow who the cow belongs to? And God says, remember... Brand it into your spirit. Let it be burned into your spirit that I am the one who gives you the power to get whatever wealth you've got. Therefore, you don't own anything. You are the stewards of everything and the owners of nothing. Listen to me. I'm going to help take the fear out of your life and replace it with peace. When you begin to understand that everything that you have in your life is on loan from God, I want to talk to you for a minute. The blood that is flowing through your veins right now now it's on loan from God the bone that send you and the muscle holding your body together the air flowing right through your lungs at this moment let me make this as plain as possible your very life is on loan from God this day and the same God that blew breath into your body he has the power to suck it out of your life church listen to me every day of your life is a gift from God you don't deserve it he's the source he's the source of every And because I know it, that gives
1: me peace. You have been listening to Bishop James E. Collins. To purchase a copy of today's message, please visit us at ehconline.org or call 781-284-0670. It has been a pleasure bringing you the Word of God today. If you are in need of prayer or looking for a church home, please visit us at 1075 Revere Beach Parkway in Revere, Massachusetts. Our service times are 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. on Sunday mornings and 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. God bless you until we meet again.
0: This is Bishop James E. Collins of Beyond the Walls Radio Broadcast, inviting you to join us every Sunday on WEZE AM 590 at 12.15 p.m. or visit our Eagle Heights Cathedral Facebook page, streaming of our services. In addition, tune in to listen daily Monday through Friday on WEZE AM 590 at 4 p.m. or by podcast 24-7 at W E Z E Radio.com for a word of encouragement in these days of uncertainty.